tension. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pain you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, head pastor, ICGC Yawa Temple, East Ligon. Take it from me. Then where is the difference? They worship the shrines and the idols I condemn. And there was no improvement in their life. And I came said I've seen the light. And I am talking my shoe there is all under. My dress are tattered. I am borrowing from one place to the other. I am owing everybody in the world. And I say Jesus is God. He's alive. Forget it. Then it's better I go and sleep somewhere. But when the Lord turns my life around, then my family shall know that the gods that my great-grandfathers worship, they were worthless gods and that my God is better than their God because I'm a Gashia, I'm a and I'm a so you cannot tell me that there is no way for me to compare then what is Christianity if the Lord cannot prosper me? What is Christianity if the Lord cannot heal me? What is Christianity if the Lord cannot deliver me? What is Christianity? When we don't get angry to wrestle with the Lord, to heal us, to make us break through, and we are lazy in prayer, we are lazy in pushing, we will conclude and say that God chose not to bless me. Who told you? Go and read through the scriptures. I only say you take the foolish thing to confront the wise. You see, when you have not read the Bible, some people will be quoting some nonsense jargons to you. The evidence of salvation. It's a breakthrough. Christianity is called a great testimony. Testimony of what God has done in my life. That you may see as a proof. When men fight your God and fight your numerous times of going to church, the only way you will silence them is not only to tell them that Jesus loves you, is for them to see that what they could not conquer, you have conquered. So they will ask you, show us your God. Listen, Christianity without evidence is frustration. That is why you need to get angry with God. That is where you need to engage God in prayer and tell him, if you don't bless me, I will not let you go. Do you know why Jacob will wrestle with an angel until the breaking of day? Because there is an Esau that if Esau should overcome him, Esau is a hidden, he's a disgrace to the name of God. So he said, God, this cannot happen. Until you do something, I will not meet Esau. And when he met Esau, Esau knew that Jacob was blessed. Can you imagine if Goliath would have defeated David? What an insult the name of the Lord would be. A lot of us believers, God wants to use us to showcase his power, but we are defeated. And then when we are defeated, we sit back and speak some language and say, eh, it is not God. He thinks are ruling over us. 
uncircumcised Philistines are messing us up. And we cry before them. We go to them and they tell them they will sleep with us before they will give us job. Because you don't know our identity. When we need to get angry and say, God, I will not leave you until you bless me. We want the easy way. And then we settle. Check through the scriptures. As of the apostles chapter 2, he said, none of the people were lacking. He didn't say there was a poor person. He said none of them were lacking. People have possessions of lands and everything. And they were even taken care of. Everybody within the place was not lacking. Everybody was okay. Now look at our time now. The church does not have a voice. Because it doesn't have money. When the Bible says that I've given you the treasures of darkness. So why should darkness rather have the silver and the gold? And the light is struggling. Because we have compromised. Can I preach to you? Somebody say dominion. Oh, somebody say dominion. So if you have not conquered what your fathers cannot conquer, you don't have dominion. And salvation is to conquer what your fathers could not conquer. To go beyond where your father stopped. To undo what your fathers could not do. Am I preaching somebody? That is dominion. So Isaac was also running. Beside the first family of his father. And God says, shut up, stand there. I'm going to teach you something. It's called dominion. And he says, verse 2, quickly. He said, then the Lord appeared to him and said, that God is appearing to you tonight. He said, do not go down to Egypt. Egypt is a compromised state. <laughs> so do not go to Egypt live in the land of which I shall tell you why should I live in a family land a family land is a place of nothing a family land is a place of no harvest a family land is where nothing works so I should it is necessary to go to a place where there is flourishing he said don't go there a lot of us have compromised you see when you don't have dominion you compromise Egypt it's a place of compromise. A place where you settle for, oh, no problem. I know this word also, but no problem. You just give me this. But a man of dominion is the one who calls the shots. You, you are the one that determines how the negotiation should be. May the Lord grace you tonight prophetically. May he give you an anointing to be able to decide at the negotiation table. To be in charge when there is negotiation. You determine where the thing shall go. You determine who should be what. You determine how the thing comes to you. I prophesy over your life. Receive the anointing to determine the negotiation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, that you will not compromise so to say but a lot of us are living in compromised situations we don't have a voice we have to just compromise you don't have dominion because man of dominion does not compromise he's the one that set the pace and determines the whole thing somebody say dominion oh somebody say dominion are you blessed tonight yes and he said, do not go down. He said, live in the land. You see, when God encounters you, he makes you overcome what your fathers could not overcome. 
He makes you overcome compromises. You cannot work with God to compromise. You cannot work with God to be limited by what your fathers were limited by. You cannot work with God to allow the demons of your family to still mess up with your life. The demon of your family have to know is last stop. That is what it means to be saved. Salvation in Greek is complete deliverance of the soul, the spirit, and the body. It's the same word that means prosperity. Be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Having all things that pertain to life and godliness. Prospering you where it needs to prosper you. Telling you it is well with you, it is not a demoralization statement to let you know if you are not doing well, then it means that we have deceived you. No, the church is supposed to be the light and the salt of the earth. We are supposed to let you, the members, that you should arise and take your place because there is a place God wants you to take. If you choose to die poor, that is your choice. If you choose to die sick, it's your choice. But that is not what God meant by the perfect order. Remember, salvation is a restoration of the old order, of God's internal intent purpose in creation, where he created Adam. He is making us to fulfill that order. That is why his laws is applicable to us. That is why we need to obey the scriptures and walk in the way. Because that is what he decided for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They did not wait for the full process and they truncated it by the devil. If there is no benefit of our salvation, Christ wouldn't have come to die. Why would he come and waste his time to die? That's why when he becomes difficult in the hospital, in the church, he heals people. He wants us to die by that. He wouldn't heal us. So for the father, one or two or people could not get healed and they died, that's not mean that that is God's will for them. It's about their faith. That's why I say you should work out your faith with fear and trouble. We should build up ourselves in our most holy faith. Give me a week. So now that I came to challenge you. If you know your dominion mandate, you don't get frustrated because something did not work in your life. You rather get encouraged to fight because you have a standard you are looking up to. And until you hit that standard, you don't give up. And anyone that has a standard does not get frustrated. You get frustrated when you compare. Comparison makes you frustrated. But having a target motivates you. So he said, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of your faith. Which means that there is a mark I am looking at. And so whilst I am looking at that mark, I am working towards that mark. I don't care whatever happens around me. Because my competitor is not here. My competitor is to make the mark. So it doesn't matter who prospers before me, who breaks through before me, who succeeds before me. I know once they break through and they are succeeding, I will also get there. So I get motivated daily and I help myself to push towards that direction. I press on to the, to the what? To the final mark. So Paul said, I forsake the things that were behind. That I press on to attain. Dwell in the land. 
when you encounter God, his word becomes dominion for you. What has God told you? Ask somebody, what has God told you? Don't become a Christian when you cannot hear from God. Because you can never have dominion when you don't have a relationship with God or with your object of worship. Because it is your source that empowers you. <laughs> my, 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 my. The speed of the plane is determined by the momentum of the air. That is why when athletes are running, check the records. Whenever they are running and they have an advantage of air, they are able to ride faster and they make more marks than when the wind is against them. You can never be strong when your source is weak. That's why you can see a little child can be in class one, class whatever it is. He said, you, I'll beat you. You beat the child, you go and sleep the next day and then you see who beat who. The thing is not about the size of the guy. It's about the power behind the person. And ladies and gentlemen, every human being has something behind him or her. And what is behind you determines your authority. So the question I am asking you today is that who is behind you? Ask somebody who is behind you. Oh, tell the person who is behind you. Listen, if you know someone with power, Hello? And you appear and somebody meets you and want to talk, your talk is different. Because as you are talking, so you don't know who you are messing up with. <laughs> you don't know who you are messing up with. You, you don't, you, the thing is, you are not saying you don't know who you are messing up with because of you. Because of the one. Because when you pick your phone and make one phone call, somebody's destiny will change right now. I came on the way to let you know that may the Lord give you dominion by fellowship. Dominion by connection. Dominion by knowing your maker. Dominion by having a relationship with Christ. Dominion you have dominion by relationship. Isaac couldn't deal with the famine. But when God came in, he says, what you are running away from, what your father couldn't deal with, stay and you will deal with it. Isaac did not move to Egypt. Not because he cannot go to Egypt like any other person. Because anybody that went to Egypt or compromised did not know what is their source. They didn't know what was their backing. They did not have any collateral security. So they moved because what they see is what they are believing God for and they are going for. But when Isaac heard, he stayed. A man that is not panicking at the face of challenge is a man who knows where he's coming from? Don't look at somebody's calmness in the face of an issue to conclude and think that you can also be the same. Am I talking to somebody? Because the shock absorbers of that person cannot be compared with what you have. What is your backing? What is your backing? Because it is your backing that determines your talks. Listen, if you have a backing, you don't fret. When you don't have a backing, you fear. So anytime you become afraid, 
Check again. You have shifted from relationship. Am I talking to somebody? When Peter took his eyes off Christ, he began sinking. Because it is not of him that will is, but it's the Lord that showeth mercy. It is not of us, but it's of the Lord. As long as we keep the relationship, the enemy will come, but he can never have us. They will come from one way, but they will flee seven ways. It is not a statement, it's about a connection. When we are intertwined with God in fellowship, when we are intertwined with Christ in fellowship, when we are intertwined with the Holy Spirit in fellowship, it does not matter what will come against us. We shall be in dominion. I came all the way to let you know that dominion is fellowship. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with God. Fellowship with the Creator. Fellowship with I am that I am. And how do you fellowship? You fellowship through prayer. You fellowship through worship. You fellowship through the garden of the saints. You fellowship by your substance. You fellowship by witnessing. You fellowship by forgiving. You fellowship by building an altar unto the Lord. Listen. You are, you are fretting. You are frustrated. You are confused because you are broken fellowship. Listen, coming to church every day does not mean you are in fellowship. Listening to the pastor preach does not mean you are in fellowship. Taking the Bible and reading from Genesis to Revelation does not mean you are in fellowship. Praying and ranting tongues does not mean you are in fellowship. Fellowship is from the heart. Total willingness and acceptance that what I hear is what I will do. It's called total submission and obedience to the word of the Lord. Are you willing to do? Yeah, people say, and I've been praying, and I've been praying, and I've been sowing seed. Thank God for your seed. Thank God for your prayer. But you are out of fellowship because you are not obedient. What you hear, do you do? He said, dwell in the land and I will be with you and bless you. Look at it. For to your descendants I give all this land and I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Go, move on. Let me take it. He said, and I'll make your descendants multiply the stars of heaven. I'll give to your descendants all these lands and your seed all the nations of them shall be blessed. Listen, hold on. There is no calling of God or invitation of God without hope. That was what I was established from the beginning. God will never save you when he doesn't have a plan for you. Can I say it again? I said God will never save you when he doesn't have a plan for you. God prepares your package before you are saved. That is where everybody walking on the street is not saved. And you are saved. Have you asked why? Because he prepared your package before you came. By the time God hires you from the field to come and serve in his farm, you already have your job and you have your salary. God is not an employer who employs you is now figuring out where and which position is putting you and what should be your wages. Check through the parable of the wages of the of the of the uh, 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 laborers that were hired. He went out and hired some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening, some in the late. Each one of them, when people were going to argue, he said, "Ah, but I hired you from different times, and I agree with you on your wages, and I paid you exactly. What is your problem? I never cheated you." 
So that's what Paul says in Ephesians. I pray that the eyes of you understand may be alive, that you may know the hope of your calling. Because every calling that God calls us, there is a package and a promise attached to the calling. He will not call you when he has not prepared for you. So don't tell me I'm a Christian that God is not figuring out how to bless me. He has already blessed me. God is not figuring out how to make way for me. He has made way for me. What I need to do is to, is to get it. Because he has done it already. Tell somebody your insurance is fully paid for. Everything we need has been signed and sealed before he saved us. He didn't get busy. He thought you got saved out of nothing. Our salvation is not by accident. It's not, uh, it's not by not being prepared. It's a prepared thing. It's a deliberate process of God. And that is what he's telling Isaac here. He said, I have made provision for you. And these are the total package. I am not only asking you to dwell in the land. But I am asking you to dwell in that place. Because there is a promise attached to that place. I am not asking you don't leave the company. The company has challenges. I'm not just telling you don't leave. Yes, I know there's problem. But these are the reasons why I want you to know don't leave. God, when God calls you, don't jump because God called you. You have to wait and let God tell you why he called you. And what is the package of your calling? A lot of people come and say, God has called me. When you ask them, what did God tell you? He said, God called me. So on the way when they face challenges, they get frustrated. Ladies and gentlemen, when God calls you, he settles the calling with you. He shows what your resource will be. He shows what your support structures will be. He shows who will be with you. He will show, look at it, Moses has a certain point. He said, God, you want me to go, but you have not told me who is going with me. God said, hey, my presence is going with you. He said, if your presence is not going, then I'm not going. Why should God call you and then you jump up and say, God has called you? And then you go one, two, three. You don't have what to eat. You don't have what to wear. You don't have anything. And then you start becoming a burden to God. Does he, if God has not made provision, why did he bother himself to call me to come, become a pastor? No, 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 I'm asking a question. That I should not be chasing your pocket money before I will leave. I was sharing with somebody. I'm asking to look at a project I'm doing. I'm asking to check something for me because he brought some people to also check and I also brought some people to check so I said you should compare something. Then he sends me and I said oh pastor now business is difficult and I don't have anything now. He's going I say hey master wait wait wait. I said listen I didn't ask you for money. I don't need your money because if I need your money I would have consulted you first if I began my project. But because I don't need your money I began my project already. I said but didn't you bring some people to come and check on the things for me? He said yes. I said yes so what you brought I'm also showing you what I also have. To compare with what you brought. To see the difference. And then we will know which one is the best option to take. Now Isha is begging. Listen, I will not lick your boots. Because I know who is my supplier. I say, you don't get it. You don't get it. You see, when people are speaking, you think they are arrogant. They are not arrogant. When you know your source, you don't beg for bread. When I get my gari, I will eat and sleep. After I entered my stomach. Listen, 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 listen. If you have fellowship with God, anywhere God tells you to stay, he has to give you an assurance. 
if God tells you stay in the marriage, he will not let allow you to stay in the marriage and die a foolish death. When he says stay in the marriage, he has to give you reasons why he wants you to stay in that abusive marriage. And he will reveal to you and that it becomes your shield and your comfort. So when critical times come, you hold God by that word. Talk through all the scriptures. Anytime men, it gets difficult. They go to God and remind God of his word. What word will you remind God of? Listen, you cannot be a Christian to have dominion when you walk as a wordless Christian. You only have dominion by what you hear from your pastor. And pastor said, I will not die by leave. You will die! Some of you don't get, you don't like my preaching. I'll tell you the truth. But when you have the word from God as a rima, that pastor says you will not die by leave. As the word comes out of pastor, God establishes it in your spirit that this is your rima word and you catch that rima word. That rima word will make you leave. Assurance of the pastor. It's assurance from the word. That is why before you come and sit in church, you should also be soaked with the spirit. So that when the word comes out of my mouth, it becomes a confirmation in your spirit. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Am I preaching to somebody? I prophesy to you. Receive a life transforming word. You cannot have dominion until you have a word of life. The word that Isaac received from God is what made him stay in the place of famine. But it's not that he cannot go to Egypt. Some of us are living in places. We are staying in places. We are staying in relations. We are staying in things that is killing us. The question is that what has God told you? If God says it, he will change the situation. One way of seeing that God said it is also seeing a change to the situation. And the change to the situation is what is in verse 12. Let me show you this way. And verse 6 says that, if you look at verse 6, give me 6 quickly. It says, so Isaac dwelt in Gerah. He didn't go again. He stayed. He did what? That means he obeyed. Some of you, because you don't, you have not tuned your spirit and your voice to the voice of God. You have heard Oh yeah. A lot of us, we are going through that because of that. Tell me if that's not true. Oh God, I said it. Look. Prophet, this I've confirmed. Prophet, that, and we, hey, we are excited about that too. We can show you the confirmation table. <laughs> and even the times where the confirmation came. And we know it, but yeah, 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 that stubborn spirit. And yet you still come to God and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm going through challenge. The things I'm going through. The question is that what God told you to do, have you done it? You see, God can never give you dominion if you do not act on his word. And if you are disobedient. Isaac dwelt. He obeyed. As I'm speaking to you, I check your life. Tell me if God is not speaking to you. And tell me how many of them have you obeyed. Twelve. Let me land quickly. He said, then Isaac sold in that land. What land? 
Oh, no, what land? Oh, preach with me. What land? So, the whole essence of sowing goes with the rima. Don't give me your car. When God has not spoken to your heart. Because then when you give me that car, tomorrow you will say, ah, I made a mistake. Pastor, can you give me back my car? After you have given me and you make a mistake and I correct you, you said, ah, listen, it is my car that you are even driving. Bring me back my car. You cannot buy the anointing. A man went to church, pay his tithe, gives his offering, and now he said he doesn't have job, he doesn't have money. He wrote to the church and said the church should calculate all this time of offerings and, and all his tithe and pay him back because he needs his money. And I am not talking about an hypothetical story. I am telling you about a real story. Oh, yes! Because why? He was giving because he has to give. But he does not have a rima word. There was no conviction. Because Christianity and giving is conviction. It is called a bent sacrifice. Which foolish farmer will take a seed? Or let's all assume, with all the financial crisis and all the financial things they are trying to sanitize the system and everything and you have a, 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 a financial institution that has been given a warning to put his boots in order. He is the next to go. And then you know of it and you have heard of it and then by God's grace you have a huge money and you say you are going to do investment and you go and put that investment in that place. Abba! Did you drink petrol or you drink... <laughs> How many of you will do that? You will not do that. And that is the situation. Isaac carries money and goes to invest in a business that is already dying. A business that is going down. There is no hope in that business. People are running from that place to other businesses. They are running from Gira to what? To, to uh, Egypt. And Isaac carries his seed and goes to put in Egypt. His investment in Egypt. Remember, your seed is your life. Why would he do that? There is something he heard. There is something he knew. You cannot follow a man of God. You cannot be in church. You cannot serve in a department. You cannot give your tithe and offering. You cannot give your services and your energy and your time to Christianity and to his worship if you don't have a rumor word and you don't have a conviction. If people were coming and you also come, you will give up easily. You will complain. You will mama. Because a farming land, the seed will take time before it comes up. And you, you want it quick, quick. So you'll be looking for Egypt. The quick, quick fish stretches. Quick, quick places. You want to go there and get it. And they'll give you all the water. And all the handkerchiefs. And everything. Because you need it quick. But in the kingdom of God, his sowing takes process. And he said, the Lord prospered him. He continues to prosper until he became prosperous. If you hear the word of God, if you have a rima word, you will defeat every spirit of envy. The envy 
of your enemies. They can't stop you. System cannot stop you. Challenges cannot stop you. Because why you have dominion. Ask somebody by, by you. Where are you sowing? And ask the person, what did you hear? Tonight you need to hear a word from the Lord. To do what God wants you to do. He said he sowed. The people fought him. He dug. They closed it. He will dig. They will close. He will dig. They will close. But the guy doesn't stop. Listen, when you hear from God and you are in dominion, it doesn't mean you will not face challenges. But what it simply means is that the challenges toughens you. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody? I said a dominion person is toughened by the challenges. It is not an absence of challenges, but you get toughened by the challenges. I came all the way and said, Rejoice, oh servant of God. Rejoice, oh child of God. Be encouraged. It builds tenacity in your life. You don't run away. You go back again. Why they fought you? Go back. You go back. He will sow. They will close it. He will do it. They will close it. But the guy did not give up. Until he got to his robe of. Men of dominion are persistent. Men and women of dominion are warriors. What are they worrying for? They are worrying with the word of God. They are worrying with their prophetic word. They are worrying with what they heard. Because you see, you can receive a prophetic word, but it shall be contrary to the environment. You can receive a prophetic word, but it shall be negative to the instrument. You can receive a prophetic word, but the circumstances will not be right. But don't let that deter you. When you receive the word, hold on to the word. Men shall try to frustrate you. Situations shall try to frustrate you. Things will go bad. But don't give up. Because there is something you heard. Hold on to it. It shall speak. At the end. Isaac has the strength. To still continue digging. Not because he's an extraordinary man. But because there is a word. That he was holding on to. And until the manifestation of that word. He was not giving up. What has God told you? It shall go through contentions, but don't let the contentions frustrate you. It shall go through challenges, but don't let the challenge deter you. It shall go through jealous people, but don't let it make you faint and give up. But woe with the word. Remember, Joseph had a dream, but the dream was fought against. His brother said, Let come as a room, let's kill him. His father even said, you are too low. Nobody believes in your dream until your dream manifests. So you don't die on the journey of your dream. You keep fighting. Anything in the world that has been accepted was once upon a time rejected. Anybody in the world that today is being celebrated once upon a time was not given an opportunity. But they never give up. Why are you giving up too quickly on your dream? Why are you giving up too quickly on your business? Why are you giving up too quickly on, the, on, on, on your way forward? Because of opposition. Because they insulted you. Because they did not believe you what you have. Because they rejected you. Give me a break. Continue with your plan. If God said it, he will do it. 
Ah, you didn't hear what I said. I said, if God said it, he will do it. Don't give up. Because men and women of dominion don't give up. Because of challenges. Because of opposition. Because of envy. Because of jealous. You have to overcome the spirit of envy. Because whatever dream you carry, men shall be envious of you. They will fight that dream. They closed the wells of Isaac out of envy. But Isaac never gave up. He was still persistent. Don't give your envious people the opportunity to, to, to laugh at your God. And listen to me. When you are going somewhere, your followers are not meant to be a few. And anything you said you believe in, if it is not fought against, then it's not worth believing in. So God said, listen, to teach you dominion, I will teach you the other side of dominion. It's called conflict. If you overcome conflict, you can have dominion. Can you stand it? Young man, can you stand it? Woman, can you stand it, man? Can you stand it, businessman? Can you stand it? You want dominion and you are afraid to fight? You can never have dominion if you cannot engage your enemies. If you cannot fight. Cowards cannot be dominion. You have to fight. Tell somebody fight. Fight for what God has given you. Fight for what belongs to you. Fight for what you heard. Fight for what you believe in. Fight! Fight for it. He fought for it. In conclusion... It's people that were envious of him. He overcame the spirit of envy. Why? Abimelech now came and said, we have known that you are a blessed man. Oh yeah, you are not getting what I am saying. You can imagine if Isaac did not obey the word, if Isaac did not follow the word, if Isaac was not strong to have carried on with a dream and have given up, his brother would have loved him. Some of you, you give up and you make even your admirers say, ah, we were looking at, do you know people who really envy you, respect you? See, sometimes the painful aspect is that your admirers don't speak and you don't know them. So you feel the weight. All of us, at one point or other, will think we want to quit. Because sometimes you feel the load is too much. But you have no clue. People that you are inspiring, they are tens and thousands. I came to let you know that the Abimelechs are believing in you. So don't give up. The Abimelechs know you are blessed. So don't give up. Even though now you are eating curry, they know what your future is going to be. Even now your business is going through challenges, they know you are a blessed woman, a blessed man. Even though now you are fighting some things, they know you are different. They know you are different. I came out the way to declare to you, don't give Give up on your dream. Don't give up because of opposition. Continue to hit the ground. You will get to your realm. You will get to your best shiva. It is called the well of seven. You will get not your realm of enlargement, but you will get the seven wells of overflow. I prophesy over your life, your time and your season is now. Rise up on your feet, somebody. Ah, you will overcome. The envy of your enemies. God of love, God of power.
Thank you for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lagos. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlagon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Do contact us on 57 or 057-226-0434. Worship with us on Sundays, Maximum Life Service, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Masterclass Service, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Fridays, Breakthrough Service, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Oh.